MLB is giving out their prospect awards next Monday. Who are the top nominees in each category? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, freelance baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. We're probably part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And today's episode is made possible by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use promo code Locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So for the first time, Major League Baseball is doing an award show for the minor leagues. Next Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on MLB Networks, a one-hour show where MLB is going to give out a lot of the prospect awards. Hitting prospect of the year, pitcher of the year, breakout prospect, best debut, things like that. So I want to go through some of the finalists here and talk about who is up for these awards. And hitter of the year is where we're going to start. Because this is the one everybody pays the most attention to, especially in the fantasy world, uh, in the hobby with card collecting, things like that. The three nominees by MLB for Hitter of the Year. Jackson Holiday of the Orioles, Junior Caminero of the Rays, and Michael Bush of the Dodgers. Let's break down these three guys. Jackson Holiday, obviously, it's has to be the number one person that you talk about, right? He is pretty much the consensus number one prospect in baseball. He is has been one of the biggest stories of this entire season, starting off the year in single A and advancing four levels to finish the year in triple A. 125 games this year for Jackson Holiday after going, obviously, number one overall last year. He goes 323, 442, 499 in 125 games. Again, across every level of the minors. 12 home runs, 51 extra base hits, including nine triples, 101 walks to 118 strikeouts, and 24 of 33 on stolen bases. He has the numbers for AAA are not amazing. Granted, it's an incredibly small sample size, 18 games, and he's literally seven years younger than the average player in AAA. In his 18 games, Jackson Holiday's only batting 267, 396, 400 in AAA. But for the most part, Jackson Holiday has shown the ability to hit for power. The slugging is right there. He's one extra base hit away from having a 500 slug on the season. He's got the speed, both the 24-33 on stolen bases, the nine triples. He's walking a ton, over 100 walks in 125 innings, or 125 at 125 games. And it's something where he's never had a dramatically higher strikeout rate than walk rate at just about any level. The worst was double-A buoy, where he walked only 21 times in 36 games. To 34 strikeouts, but for the most part, really healthy walk percentage that helps offset significantly the fact that he's striking out around once a game. It's a scenario where we talked last week about it's entirely possible that you see Jackson Holiday in 
Baltimore next season. He's probably playing a bunch of second base in spring training and probably has a legit opportunity to leave spring training with the job. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be the starting second baseman, but in addition to his 98 games at shortstop, he's played 20 at second and two at third base to kind of get a little more versatility and to show that he's able to do it. It's, it would be hard to argue if Jackson Holiday was the hitter of the year for Major League Baseball. It's Everything's there. He, all three of these guys won their player of the year from Baseball America. Jackson Holiday was their top minor leaguer this year in their awards. We'll see what, it, what Major League Baseball does. Junior Caminero also did a bunch of this stuff at age 19 and is currently right now in the majors. So he turned 20 in late July or early July, but 117 games this year in the minors in high A and double A. Remember, he was promoted from double A straight to the majors, straight to Tampa Bay. But in those 117 games for Junior Caminero, 324, 384, 591, 31 home runs, 55 extra base hits, six of those are triples, 42 walks to 100 strikeouts. 5 of 10 on stolen bases. So as you can, you can clearly see, uh, batting average is almost identical. 3 to 324 to Jackson Holiday. Does not walk nearly as much, but hits for more power as far as both home runs and slugging percentage. Stolen bases isn't as much of a stolen base threat, can still run. And from my time calling his games, he's a lot better at the first to third on a base hit running than he is on just the flat-out steals. That's just not necessarily a huge part of his game. But Junior Caminero obviously doing well enough, and again, did all of this at age, for the most part, did most of this at age 19, including getting into the AA Southern League while they had those tacky baseballs that gave pitchers an advantage. Junior Caminero, very good offensive year this year. Makes total sense he's a nominee for this. And I completely would understand if he were to win this award as well. The third guy is the one that everybody's probably, when you, there's always that one guy that stands out as, yeah, one of these things is not like the other. And the reaction is to say that about Michael Bush. But there are some things that are different. Yeah, 25 years old in AAA this year. He didn't do great in his major league look. But in those 98 games in AAA for Michael Bush of the Dodgers, 323. 431, 618, 27 home runs, 57 extra base hits. That's four triples for him. 65 walks to 80 strikeouts, four and four on stolen bases. So he walked less than Jackson Holiday, but he struck out less than both these other guys. He hit for not as many home runs as Junior Caminero, but his home run rate was better because he only played 98 games at a one of the highest slugging percentages, if not the highest slugging percentage in all of minor league baseball this year of qualified hitters at a 618 and did all of that at AAA. Something where he's been a victim of how good the Dodgers have been and the fact that they haven't necessarily wanted to use him at the major league level after that initial look because they either were getting guys like Miguel Vargas in time or they needed to get more outfielders in the game, so they moved Mookie Betts into second base. But it was a special year for Michael Bush in AAA. These these are video game numbers. This is ridiculous. 
and he did significantly better than in the same level last year. Because in AAA last year, 111 games for Michael Bush, 266, 343, 480, which is not a bad slash line and not bad in any stretch of the imagination. But to go from that with 21 home runs to 323, 431, 618 is absurd and makes total sense why he would be in the hitter of the year final group of three heading into Monday's award show. In just a minute, we've got the three nominees for pitcher of the year, and this one is just as tough as the hitter one was. We'll talk about that next right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. So my wife and her best friend are going to New York City for the New York City Marathon. My wife's best friend's a runner. She is running in the marathon. She has a charity bib. Her husband passed away to brain cancer. She is running to raise funds for the Southeastern Brain Cancer Society and Brain Cancer Research. So they're going to be up there and they were looking for some stuff to do. And they said, you know what? We're going to go see a Broadway show. Game Time is a great app to help you with that. They logged on to Game Time. They put in when they were going to be there. They put in what show they wanted to go to. It showed them all the tickets that were available, what the views looked like from their seats. And once they bought the, the tickets, they showed up right on the phone and Game Time had even upgraded them a little bit to some better seats. So this is why Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms and conditions do apply, but again, create an account. Redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your your tickets to anything, not just sporting events, but concerts, theater shows, anything like that. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. So when you're looking at the Pitcher of the Year nominees, in the minor leagues. They've narrowed it down to three guys here. And all guys that we've talked about on the show before, if you're an everydayer and you don't recognize one of these names, you probably have to turn in your prospector card. But the first guy, right-hand pitcher Cade Horton of the Chicago Cubs. Remember, he was a draftee out of the University of Oklahoma. He had Tommy John in college, missed a lot of time on the mound, was playing third base, didn't actually start pitching until almost the postseason, but just had an amazing run through Omaha and got taken in the top 10 by the Cubs last year. They were trying to manage his workload and be careful with him. So they started him off in single A, but he quickly played his way all the way up to double A where Tennessee just won the Southern League. So congratulations on there. But 21 starts for Cade Horton this year, four and four with a 2.65 ERA in 88 and a third innings. 117 strikeouts, so 11.9 per nine, to 27 walks, 2.8 per nine, with seven home runs allowed. And it's something here where, again, pushed himself all the way to double A in the first year, finished like among qualifying minor league pitchers, which is like eight, I think it's 80 innings or more. He was top five in whip, top five in strikeout to walk rate, had the second best adjusted FIP, which is fielding independent pitching. I'll remind you, this is in essence, 
things that a pitcher can control. So home runs, strikeouts, walks, not intentional ones, hit by pitches. This takes away the influence of the defense in your numbers. And then in like among top 100 prospects, he still had, again, some of the best whip, ERA, and all of that in the top 100. Definitely makes a lot of sense that he would be nominated as one of the three. And I can absolutely see a path next year, depending on how he feels in the offseason. This is his first really normal offseason. I can see an invite, a major league invite to spring training for Cade Horton next year. And the, uh, the uh, potential, the ability to seize a rotation spot out of spring training. I don't know if he will. They probably will send him to AAA to start the year next year to Iowa. But either way, Cade Horton, you can see the talent. Uh, obviously, throws gas. He is absolutely one of the top pitching prospects in baseball. Makes sense he's here. The next guy... Robbie Snelling of the San Diego Padres. A little bit of a different situation was got, I think, a $3 million bonus last year after getting drafted in the competitive balance rounds, like number 39 overall out of high school. Also starts off in single A. Also, just like Cade Horton, who is significantly older, goes single A, high A, double A. Robbie Snelling finishes with an 11-3 record and a 1.82 ERA in his 22 starts. Covered 103 and two-thirds innings. You can see, yes, he went over the... Or yes, Horton had his innings restricted more than Snelling did, but Snelling absolutely adjusted to pro ball just fine as far as the length of his outings. 118 strikeouts for Robbie Snelling in the 103 and two-thirds innings, so 10.2 per nine, 234 walks, three walks per nine, and only four home runs allowed. And the big thing here, what really impressed me about Robbie Snelling is he was a two-way player in high school. He also, he, he was a football player as well. He was a two-way player in football. He was a quarterback and a linebacker. And so he had that big physical build, right? When he was drafted and was given all this money to, in essence, give up on football and play baseball, uh, he did a couple things last year. And like it was, Okay, he worked on a, a vertical breaking changeup because he was rocking forcing fastball, curveball, and so worked on that, that vertical breaking changeup. And then unlike a lot of 18, 19-year-olds, he didn't put on weight. He lost 10 pounds. So he got a little bit different body composition, something where you carry different weight differently and for different reasons when you're playing football, when you're hitting guys as a middle linebacker than you are as a pitcher. So lost about 10 pounds and got himself into a, a better pitching shape versus just more athletic shape in general and absolutely took off this year. Probably the one of the more impressive 19-year-old pitchers in all of baseball. Absolutely makes sense he's on this list and would not be surprised at all if he was chosen as uh, pitcher of the year. The third guy we've talked about on this show pretty often is Drew Thorpe of the New York Yankees. 23 starts between High A Hudson Valley and Double A Somerset. Now, I'll remind you, he was drafted in the second round in 2022. So this was his first full year in the minors. 14-2 and two with a 2.75 ERA in 139 and a third innings. So I believe he led, I know he led these guys. I believe he led most of minor league baseball in innings. 
He did win the strikeout crown, 182 strikeouts for Drew Thorpe, 11.8 per nine, 238 walks, 2.5 per nine, 13 home runs allowed. And this competition between these three kind of comes down to, do you want the flame-throwing college guy in Horton? Do you want the amazingly crafty lefty prep kid that's 19? Or do you want the workhorse and Drew Thorpe that took the ball and went deep into games and led the league, led all of minor league baseball in strikeouts until his his left shoulder started to bother him right there at the very end of the year? He also was high in whip strikeouts per walks, and I think he actually led all qualified minor league pitchers and adjusted FIP so like two point nine. So. He, he right through 75 ERA, 29 FIP, like he played right to his numbers. And so these three guys, your three finalists for pitcher of the year, excited to see which one of these guys wins it. In just a minute, there are a bunch of other awards besides just these two. It's an hour long show, and we'll get to those next right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. You can snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is very easy to use, tons of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, whatever it might be. So, Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Okay, so yes, we've gotten the hitter of the year. We've gotten the pitcher of the year out of the way. There's a couple other really interesting awards that they are giving away in this show, as well as some that are not official awards, but they're still going to talk about it and acknowledge it. They're giving away the all minor league team. There'll be a first team and a second team, one player from each position. I'm really curious to see who they have where. Is Abelmec Ortiz listed as a outfielder or a first baseman for the Rangers? We'll see what happens. They're also going to do a right-handed starter, a left-handed starter, and a reliever. So we'll have an all first team and all second team. Breakout pit player of the year. This is somebody who was not on the top 100 to start the year and was on the top 100 to end the year. The nominees here, Cade Horton, who we've already talked about, Junior Caminero, who we've already talked about, and Jacob Mizorowski of the Milwaukee Brewers. You'll remember him for throwing like 102 at the Futures game in that one inning he got. But as a 21-year-old, he was a second-round pick in 2022 out of junior college. As a 21-year-old, he went from A-ball all the way up to double A this year, four and two with a three, four, one ERA in 20 starts, 71 in the third innings. He got shut down late in the year for, I think it was like a lingering shoulder thing. Nothing serious. 110 strikeouts, 13.9 per nine to 42 walks, 5.3 per nine, two home runs allowed. Fantastic velocity, rarely gets barreled up, but will also give up free, free base runners. 1.18 was his whip because that walk number was so high. So your nominees for breakout player of the year, Junior Caminero, Kate Horton, Jacob Mizorowski. For the 
minor league debut of the year. These are the three guys who started their minor league careers in the 2023 season. You've got Drew Thorpe, who we've already talked about. You've got Robbie Snelling, who we've already talked about. Different age groups, so different reasons why they just started now. But those two guys, you've also got Ethan Salas, the catcher for the Padres. Uh, I'll remind you, he is uh, 17 years old. He turned 17 during the season. He turned 17 on June 1st. And But despite that, he finished the year in double-A. Now, a shoulder injury did shut him down, but he skipped a like he skipped the Dominican Summer League. He skipped rookie ball. He went straight to single A Lake Elsinore at age 17, at age 16. And then from there went to Fort Wayne. And then from there went to double A San Antonio. His combined slash line for the entire year, 66 games, 248, 331, 421. Nine home runs, 24 extra base hits, 30 walks to 75 strikeouts, five of eight on stolen bases. The slash line doesn't explode off the page to you as, oh my gosh, it's amazing. But again, remember age to the level he was in. When he was in double A, he was seven and a half years younger than the average player in double A. So what Ethan Salas was able to, the fact that he held his own against like in in those levels is absolutely mind-blowing and has to make you feel like, okay, once he starts to get a little bit of his, not even necessarily his man strength, just his teenage or his, his adolescent, whatever strength then, you're going to see those that, that slugging number start to go up. And he's already showing great behind the plate as far as understanding what pitchers are doing, understanding how hitters are trying to get their hits and how to call games and things like that to to work around them. So fantastic debut for Ethan Salas. All three guys understand why they're on here, could see any of them winning. Some of the other awards, best single game performance. Got a little bit of an issue here with one of these, but okay. So they've got Colt Keith on May 16th in double A is with the Tigers. So he was with Erie. He hit for the cycle and went six for six with seven RBIs. Two, two of those hits were home runs, and minor league baseball's notes are that there have never been, there's never been a major league player hit for this cycle with six hits and two homers. So that's why he's in here. June 28th, White Sox prospect Luis Mises, six for six in double A with three home runs. And then the third guy is Fernando Tatis Jr. And I know he did this in the minors. But I just don't really feel like Fernando Tatis should be in this award category. But April 13th, he was playing for AAA El Paso, the Chihuahuas, while he was trying to get ready to debut after his suspension. He had three home runs with eight RBIs in a game. So best single game performance, Luis Mises, Colt Keith, Fernando Tatis Jr. They have defensive play of the year, individual plays. So they'll have those videos and stuff up. You can go see those now at MLB.com. They have home run of the year. Same thing, individual plays. And then they've got defensive player of the year. So this is going to be really interesting. Uh, Two of them are outfielders. One of them is an infielder. The infielder, Nassim Nunez for the Miami Marlins. um, Plays shortstop, obviously, as an infield defender who's that good's going to be. The outfielder, Sedane Raffaella of the Boston Red Sox. 
Pete Crow Armstrong of the Cubs, who I've talked about is probably the best defensive outfitter in the entire minors. There were your three nominees for Defensive Player of the Year. They've also got um, actual teams of the year. So an individual minor league team. It's something where it's the accumulation of a lot of talent. And they picked these a little bit, I feel like, too early. So they went with, with the Norfolk Tides, which is AAA of the Baltimore Orioles. Tons of top prospects there. We've, on this show, talked about how the Orioles have so much infield talent and outfield talent that are sitting there in Norfolk. The Oklahoma City Dodgers, AAA of the Dodgers. That one's obvious. They won 90 games. So did Norfolk. They both won 90 games. And then High A's Cedar Rapids Colonels. So a high affiliate of the Minnesota Twins. They won both the first and second half of the Midwest League, West Division, and then went on to win the championship series in a sweep. A lot of talent there. Emmanuel Rodriguez is the biggest one that you know. Kind of, it's tough that you, we, don't, we didn't have a chance to recognize how good the Modesto Nuts were at the very end of the season. They won a lot of ton game, like a, a ton of games at the very end there to go on and win the championship. And then they're giving away, this was a fan vote actually, runs through this Friday. So through the 29th, you can vote on this. And this is the best alternate identity. So there's eight different teams listed. You could go to MLB.com and vote on these eight alternate identities of minor league teams that they brought out for a special night, a special recognition kind of thing. They're also going going to give away some other, do some other recognition like best food, best bat dogs, best feel good moments and things like that. But either way, this award show is going to be on Monday night. That's October 2nd on MLB Network at 8 p.m. Eastern. It will last for one hour. And we're going to be talking about that, those winners of those awards later in the week, next week. In the meantime, one more show coming up this week. If you have questions for Monday's Mailbag, or a segment or a show idea. Tons of ways to get them to us. I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Show's on Twitter at Locked on Farm. You can email us. We have a Discord, a subtext. Tons of options there. In the meantime, remember, it's always a great time to pay a minor leaguer. 